Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. We started with this title today, this theme today, Here Comes Heaven. And when our team prayed about it a few months ago, final theme of the year, we agreed upon it unanimously. And I understand that as you hear it for the first time, it could sound presumptuous, here comes heaven. But the reality is that the very first Christmas that ever took place was that kind of expectation was there leading up to it. There was just this amazing sense of everything we have been waiting for is about to happen. The Gospel of Luke records a man named Simeon that was eagerly awaiting the Messiah. And we read in verse 28 of Luke chapter 2, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you promised. I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations and He is the glory of your people, Israel. I wanna remind you today that when we talk about Christmas coming and here comes, here comes heaven, we're talking about the reality that when Jesus came to the earth, it was the fulfilment of every promise. It was the restoration of hope. It was the restoration of faith for all people. It wasn't just for you and me, but for the nations of the world. It wasn't just for the city of Rockingham and the Peel region. It was for the nations of the world, every tongue, every tribe, every ethnicity on the planet. It also records a prophet named Anna. And I like it because it doesn't refer to her as a prophetess as we've got to get politically correct with all our nouns and pronouns or whatever you call those things. But it referred to this woman as a prophet, Anna. And in the moment she seen Jesus in verse 38 of the same chapter, she came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. It is our prayer, it is my prayer today that we would be the kind of people that are able to talk about Jesus to everyone, everywhere we go. That we wouldn't be undercover Christians, that we wouldn't be Christians by stealth, but we would be the kind of Christians that begin to talk about the hope of the world, the good news, Jesus Himself. Thank you for your positive response. Thank you for commenting online and giving me a thumbs up. The book of Genesis records the fall of man. If you have a Christian heritage, a Christian background, the book of Genesis records the fall of man. If you don't have a background in the Bible, we often refer to the the, the story in Genesis as the fall of man when Adam and Eve committed original sin. And you gotta ask yourself the question, what did man fall from? We didn't fall from heaven because we didn't start there, but we fell from a relationship with God and falling out of relationship with God because of original sin, we fell from our place of authority. I gotta mention that today for us as believers because I need to remind you of some Bible truth that you and I have been placed back into relationship with God because of Jesus Christ. And with that relationship being restored, our authority has been restored. Go back to the beginning of the book again and God's original intention for you and I is that we would have dominion over the earth. 
I mention that today because I believe as a community of faith, as a family of faith, as we pray into Here Comes Heaven and December 25th being the ultimate crescendo of that, I believe God wants to use us to heavenize earth. I believe it's our responsibility to see that we have been called by God to bring heaven to earth. Now, I'm not saying that earth is heaven because clearly it's not. Clearly it's not because the All Blacks dropped a couple of games over the last few weeks. Clearly it's not when you look around the world of what's going on right now. But nonetheless, God has called you and I to be the believers that would follow with the authority that He's given us and heavenize earth. The good news is that Jesus came to restore man's relationship with God and His spiritual authority. Making Jesus Lord restores you to God's intended place of authority, giving you the ability to heavenize earth. And prayer is the key to unlocking that empowerment. That is why I believe Jesus wants us to pray, to change the way we pray. I think when I look at the Scriptures and I read Matthew 6, that the same thing was going on in His day. Prayer had become a hypocritical practice. Prayer had become a religious practice of duty and had lost its power. And Jesus spoke to His disciples, the followers of Jesus that day, and basically said, change the way you pray. Matthew 6 verse 5 says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. What is their reward? Public accolades. I don't know about you, but I've seen some of those people praying loudly on street corners and they certainly don't get public accolades. Verse 6, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. And that reward is spiritual authority. Verse 7, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like that. Don't be like them. For your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. Then Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may Your name be kept holy. Our Father in heaven, may Your name be kept holy. May Your kingdom come soon. May Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We must understand that prayer changes the atmosphere over you. Prayer changes the attitude in you. Prayer changes the world around you. I'm not talking about lottery prayers. I'm not talking about vending machine prayers where we punch in the number of our request and then swipe it with in Jesus' Name and hope that that bar turns and pops out what we want. I'm not talking about that kind of prayer because we've all had the vending machine experience where we've gone in, punched our number, swiped our card and that stinking thing hasn't come out. 
And when that happens, you either kick it, shake it, walk away, never go back, but you do not engage with it again. I'm here this morning to call you back to a place of Bible prayer, back to a place of Bible engagement with the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Prayer changes the atmosphere over you. Prayer changes the attitude within you. Prayer changes the world around you. And like never before, we can make a difference. We can heavenize earth. I'm talking about Bible prayer. The hard part about Bible prayer is it's not hard. It requires a surrendered heart or a surrendered will. Actually, that's probably the hardest part, don't you think? I find that's where I wrestle the most, surrendering my, oh God, I don't want to do it. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. I'm not sure if you've noticed this lately, but the opportunity for road rage has increased. And I was having a rough time on that subject a few months ago, but I just thought, I've got to work on this. Otherwise, I'm going to do something really silly. And I noticed this week where my opportunities popped up, I just, it happened. They went past. I smiled and thought, bless you in Jesus' Name. (laughs) No, honestly, I did. I can hear some of your unbelief. The first part of Bible prayer is a surrendered will. It's praying, may your will be done on earth as it isn't. I'm so glad God has not allowed my will to be done in certain situations. It's not really encouraging that my daughter is screaming out the loudest, Amen, come on. But you know, there's been certain situations and circumstances where I want this. And I'm so glad my will was not done, but it was His will. The first part of Bible prayer is a surrendered will, but the second part is a father and son relationship. Our Father, we heard it in the landing from Bianca this morning that it's out of a relationship of a son and a daughter because that changes everything. It means you don't have to shout during prayer to get your answer, although you might shout during prayer because when you read the Bible, there were silent whispers that were answered. There were cries and shouts that were answered. What was most important was that there was a relationship between father and son, daughter and father that was lifted up to heaven and it changed earth. I wanna encourage you at this time, heaven is coming. Here comes heaven. Here comes heaven into your Christmas gathering. Here comes heaven into the final parts of the year at work. Here comes heaven into every single area of your world if you'll just get back to Bible prayer because Bible prayer brings heaven to earth. One of the most powerful revelations, understandings you can come into in the New Testament as a follower of Christ is that you and I have been called priests before God. In fact, the Bible refers to us as kings, that's rulers and priests. I wanna forget about the king calling for a moment and just talk about your priestly calling. Because if you only see yourself as a parishioner, you will not engage in the power of a priest. And I think in all of our time in journey of faith with God, He's ultimately calling us to become priests, not just parishioners. 
When a parishioner thinks about prayer, they think about, I need someone to pray for me. And they often say, can you pray for me? They often start groups, prayer groups, where they can get someone else to pray for them on their problem. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or I'm against that, but a priest revelation is, I am praying for you. Because a priest ministers before God on behalf of others. And parishioners ask, pray for me, but a priest says, I have prayed for you. I wanna take you to Numbers chapter six and verse 22. It's in the Old Testament over in the area of your Bible where the pages are not highlighted and they're probably stuck together if you're using an old brick and mortar Bible. Numbers chapter six and verse 22. In some of your Bibles, there'll be a title there that says the priestly blessing. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favour and give you His peace. What a powerful blessing. But here comes the most powerful part. Whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. Do you realise that with the priestly calling placed upon your life, that whenever you bless somebody else, in His Name. God Himself blesses them. I'm wondering if those of you in the room this morning are prepared to help me preach this message. Five of you. I'm gonna ask everyone in the room, if I can boldly ask everyone in the room, would you help me preach this message today? Would you help me not just make this message a bunch of nice quotes and inspirational thoughts, but would you help me heavenize earth? In a moment, I'm gonna ask everyone to stand. And I'm wondering if you would just allow the person next to you to put their hand on your shoulder. And together we're gonna speak this blessing out over every single person in the room. We're gonna do it boldly and courageously. Well, some of us are. Some of you are going to go, (laughs) I hope he washed his hands. (laughs) Let me tell you now, he didn't. We don't, ever. (laughs) But seriously, prayer changes the atmosphere over you. It changes the attitude in you. It changes the world around you. Like never before, we need our world to change. I'm not talking about just that time where we gather together on a special moment for a prayer meeting. They are supposed to be the bonus. But when we will walk in a life, I wanna finish this message with, with three prayers that can heavenize earth, three prayers that probably need to change from where you are to where they need to be right now. But would you help me this morning? Would you stand to your feet? Would you get ready to declare this blessing over every single person in the room? Why don't you reach out to the left and the right? And I was telling a joke, they did wash their hands, I promise. Are you ready? I believe it's on the screen behind me. One, two, three. May the Lord bless you and protect you. 
May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favour and give you His peace. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Now stand, stand there. Father, thank You right now that You respond to Your Word. And You said You would bless. That means to empower, set free, to move forward and advance. Would You bless Your people today as You promised? Protect them from evil plans, people. Protect them from evil plans, people and calamity. God, smile upon them, be gracious to them. Give them your power to do your will. God, show them your favour. Give them your peace in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. You can take your seat right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Prayer changes the atmosphere over you, the attitude within you and the world around you. If you just begin to pray for your work colleagues, everything will change at work. If you just begin to pray instead of rebuke your children, everything will change. If you just begin to pray into that situation, the situation will change and you will change. Can I finish with this, these last thoughts? Three prayers to heaven, eyes, earth. Here's the first prayer. The prayer of I'm praying for you. If we could get every follower of Jesus consistently saying, to their brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm praying for you. Everything would change. Prayer brings you closer to the one you pray to and the one you pray for. The reason some of us feel distance with people in our connect, people in our fellowship, people in our church is because we haven't spent time praying to and for, to God for that individual. So I don't know what to pray. You can take this portion of Scripture from Numbers chapter 6 and begin to pray that God would bless them, protect them, smile upon them, be gracious to them, show them His favour and give them His peace. What a world we would live in if every follower of Christ was praying for their brother and sister in Christ, that we would begin to hear over and over again, I am praying for you, number one. The second one that I believe needs to go to a whole new level and we focused on this Wednesday night in our prayer meeting where 5,354 people did not show up. (laughs) I prayed for you. Not just I'm praying for you, but I prayed for you. I sent three text messages out of that meeting to individuals and I said on those text messages, I just prayed for you with 20 other people for your miracle. I just prayed for you with 20 other people for that breakthrough. I prayed for you. Not just I'm praying for you. When you bump into them at Connect, at Coffee, wherever, but getting to that place where we're praying for Christians we are in fellowship with. Listen, we need to be praying for all Christians, right? 
I just had one of my great Christian brothers text me of a photo of him and a couple that were in this church up until they relocated to Tasmania a few weeks ago. And he says, look who I found. And my heart leaped for joy because it was just great to see Cain and his wife there fellowshipping with Hugh and having God time in Tasmania. But you know what? We always need to be praying for all Christians, but in particular, we should have already prayed for those that we're in fellowship with, those that need to be healed so that they can be healed, those that need to be restored in relationships. Pray most of all that they would hear the voice of God, hear the voice of God and follow His leading. How many people know that it's difficult at times, not all the time, but at times to follow the leading of God, yeah? Kind of makes you a little bit nervous, makes you get a little bit shaky at times. But if we can not just hear His voice, but follow His leading, everything will begin to feel like heaven. God's showing up. And then finally, I think this is one of the prayers that can really make a difference. Can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Matthew 18, 19. I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Don't miss that. My Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. The reason why you need to ask, can I pray for you? Because there's great power in agreement. I often say to people that are not in Christ, when I say, can I pray for you? They go, well, yeah, uh, that'd be nice. I can't remember the last time someone says, no, thanks. Mostly they come back with a response like, oh, I'm not a religious person. And then they're shocked to hear, neither am I. <laughs> and they say, what, 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 what do I need to do? I says, you only need to do one thing. Agree. If you will just agree, give God an opportunity. I would love if I could pray for you. Pray for healing, provision, for peace, for protection, for favour. Pray for whatever is needed, most of all for their salvation. That God, You would allow my brother to come into a place where he is so aware of You that he could enter a life-giving relationship with You. Three prayers that I believe can begin the whole process of heavenizing earth in 2021. Number one, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that the Lord bless you, protect you, smile upon you, be gracious to you, show you His favour, give you His peace. I prayed for you. What a powerful thing that you can say. I prayed for you. On Thursday afternoon, when I thought of you and your situation, I prayed for you. And I've got to tell you, God's going to do that because He gave me this Word and you can get the Scripture. The most powerful thing we have today in our hand can also become a tool of blessing when you just take the time to send that message and say, hey, I prayed for you and I believe God's going to do this. You know, you can change someone's life with that simple act. And then simply asking that question, which I'm going to ask to every single person in room and online today. Can I pray for you? Can I pray that God would intervene? 
prayer is a heavenly licence for earthly interference. God wants to interfere with what's going on earth. You say, well, if He's God and He's so big, why can't He just do it? Because He requires man to get involved. He requires man to get involved. I'm trying to remember the quote from a few weeks ago. Without God, man cannot. Without man, God will not. He's designed life like that. Because authority was handed over in the Garden of Eden through high treason. Christ was sent to the earth so that that authority could be restored through repentance. And now you and I have the great opportunity of heavenizing earth. Can I pray for you? Father, I pray right now for every single person in room and those tuning in online, that God, You would bring them into that intimate, real, authentic relationship with You. That God, they begin to come eternally minded as You said we should. Set our mind on the things above. And that Lord, everything would begin to come in line with Your will, Your purpose, Your plan. God, may Your Name be kept holy. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, we give you permission to invade our lives. We give you permission to cause our will to conform to your will. We take off crowns, accolades, titles lay them at your feet and say, you are King of kings, Lord of lords. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.